Hello, this is Callie K. Cool Weaver. Kind of had a name change recently. Um, this is Thoughts at Midnight Talk Show with your co-host. Alexander Hodge. And the editor. Kevin Gellinger. Today we are going to be discussing a variety of topics, including, but not limited to, uh, relationships, healthy relationships versus unhealthy relationships. We're going to be talking about a whole we bunch of, a lot of things. We got a lot of things coming our way as well. So we got uh, 4th of July was yesterday. Happy birthday, USA. Let's go. And I'll tell you what, uh, as America, so far so good. Let's see if we, see if we can bring it back around. 2021 is coming around. We got, uh, and this year, we're going to end it with a bang. We're going to get people working. We're going to get people back making money. We're going to start make, making it in the world again. So not make America great again. Sorry, you know. <laughs> make, make it in the world again. All right. So um, one of the ways, um, you know, Callie, I mean, it's like we were talking about this earlier. One of the ways that we can, I can tell if someone's when it comes to relationships and finding out who our friend who is really in it for us as like family friends. An actual relationship where we're not it's not like we're solely gripping ourselves to death you know what i'm saying where we're not like solely gripping each other to death over time right one of the ways we can tell the main blueprint that i go by is is this other person genuinely sad when things have fucked up when things have messed up that or they know that i've been through something not so good right are they genuinely hurt by it as well and do they take measures to um can they empathize okay i mean are they really in it you know for, for the growth and the out of that and i think when it comes to relationships with a girlfriend um my cousin i noticed that kelly she kelly well i'm not gonna she knows what he's been through right she knows what he's been through she knows um, my hope is with relationships that they know what I've been through as well, that I can open up to them about, about they get to know me, but they're not like secretly happy or competitive that they're winning over me, you know, with that trauma. That's one of the ways I can tell if someone's a real friend or not. Now on the opposite end, if they're actually are like, kind of glad I fucked up and they're laughing about, you know what I'm saying? They're not really in it for you. So that's one of the ways that you can distinguish between the two. She raised her hand. Yes. What's up, Callie? So um, the thing, um, you were talking about relationships and stuff, but I also want to point out that, you know, friendships too. Like you look at yours and my friendship. You look at mine and Kaz's friendship. Yeah. I mean, think about it, Alex. We have conversations we back each other up we support each other you know we have that reciprocation we treat each other the same like we when someone when one of us doesn't do well the other one's like sorry what can we do to bring yeah. bring you back up yep and also i i like it when um scally i know you well enough where i can actually metaphorically whack you on the back of the head when you're screwing up you know i can metaphorically do that with you i'm like you know i can just give you a smack where it's like all right callie wake up <laughs> you know and i and i like how you do the same for me and, and you know you you will waken me up for some things as well so you know when somebody can do that i got a friend of mine i got a buddy of mine uh, Justin that is capable of doing that sometimes he can just say something that just gives me a whack in the cr across the little hit in the back of the head to say, uh, Alex, I was a little dark, you know, like, cool it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, one of the ways, one of the ways that he used to do that is that he would go ding and he'd take a mental shot every time, like, I would say something along those lines. One of the things that I would say about is about genetics, <laughs> you know, having poor genetics. Oh, I got this guy because of these, you know, look, look at that guy, poor genetics, don't have kids. You know, and he would go, D yeah, see, even Callie, even you kind of whack me on the back of the head when I say shit like that. 
Kenny goes, ding, mental shot. Come on, Alex. I know, you know, because it's like you gotta eliminate that from your thought process because people can still make it, you know. And I like that. I pre it's appreciated later. I mean, it's appreciated once, you know, I see it for what it is. I, you know, and it's appreciated. So, so friends can also kind of give each other a little whack on the head when they're like, that's how you could tell if you got a friend who is up on the growth scale. Or supportive. Supportive and they're up on the growth scale because then they will, if you're kind of average is coming down, if you're kind of saying and you're getting kind of out of whack, they can give you a little smack on the back of the head and bring you back up. It'll it'll awaken your attention to your own behavior. And you like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. My fiance did that to me once before we were even dating. There was a friend that I had grown feelings for. Um, mm -hmm. was actually my best friend at the time. Um, she was amazing. And she left and I was crushed. I was utterly crushed. And my fiance, his words were, get up dust yourself off and keep going get up and dust yourself off and yep. i say the same you've thing into the reality keep going. Of yep you've got a true relationship there for too long and got me back into the swing of things and that's that's what friends are for they're there to snap you back to reality sometimes sometimes yeah 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 that's what friendships are about. Yeah. And yeah, it might hurt, but they're not doing it intentionally to hurt. They're doing it so like, yeah, yeah. So that would be so down and down. Spiral us both upwards, like. Yeah, yeah. With the way I reciprocate, I mean, not reciprocate, I receive that kind of, you know, get up, dust yourself off, yeah. you got this. Or even just a sudden like, Stop. Stop. Whack in the back of the head, you know? Stop. I take that and I'm grateful for it. Even when it's in the moment, whether I've realized it or not, I'm grateful for it because I know that there's a reason somebody said that. Yep. I'm always grateful for it. No, oh, thank God. That I'm cool. always grateful. In the back of your people. mind, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, thank god that happened somebody actually mentioned that to me it's like thank god that happened <laughs> yeah kevin wasn't as like that neither jacob was more compared to jacob but kevin he he was completely different yeah mm -hmm. those are uh friends that kev had for the audience who's not uh aware of you know backgrounds okay but okay Cool. Yeah, because they would only come over yeah. when they could. I never really text oh, or call awesome. people. That's awesome. I'm so secluded. That's another um, way to tell if they're really good friends. That's the other thing about the other thing about friendships is it's not just there to give you a uh, healthy friendships. I mean, it's not just there to give you a smack on the back of the head. I mean, Kev has a background where, you know, he wasn't really involved in a bunch of activities from friends and stuff. He uh, was more to himself, more in his room. And I want to give a shout out to him because look at him now. He is yeah. on camera doing this podcast. And that's because me and Alex both have been able to raise that enough that he feels comfortable speaking. That Basically. is a better support group i need a better support group absolutely than kevin and jacob were yeah yeah and the more you do that that's exploratory behavior so that's more exploratory then you can branch out to new um connections that some might not be good some might be good you know there's always a risk yeah. but then you, you learn how to branch out and kind of explore into new uh friendships I just got out of a meeting today this morning with, and he's, I found out he's, he's, he's an awesome dude. I, I didn't know him very well before, but he, he worked with me 
Uh, he's like he's almost like the handyman for the area. He always call him like the uh, the Scotty of um, of Menard's Starship Enterprise. He's like he is Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty. So oh, Star he's Trek. He's literally the engineer of the of the, right. So um, you know he another that we branched out to each other as a new connection and. He invited me, like, after we got to know each other a little bit, and we talked, and uh, he, we invited, like, open arms, new member of the family kind of shit. Like, I'm like, whoa, holy cow. This is awesome. And that was reassuring to me that I can, not for one, that I can do this. I can branch out to somebody, and they can branch out to me as one. We can receive it, and it's a new connection. It's, some, it's an extra... He welcomed me in like family. He even said the word family. Like you're, you're like, you're like something. You're like a family to me now. Like you know, uh, that was really my strong. family. So, always welcome. Because yeah. Callie knows. I want to mention this to the audience. Callie knows that. Um, I and my mom and dad. I think they know this too. Where I know they're not. My old family is getting old, and they're not going to be around forever. There's my mom. She's 65. So that, so that skill set of branching out to explore into other like members of a made family that we can create for ourselves. It's very reassuring. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things um, I've actually been doing that a lot myself. Um, I have found that the connections that I made with friends in the past. Um, I have made a good impression. Always call their parents sir, ma'am. You know, I made that. I made that good impression. I've got those families, you know, that are willing to, that are wanting to. You know, they want me to come in. They want me to be a part of it. And I, it's really nice to be able to branch out and get that 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 support. Um, I, my fiance, like. His family is now my family. I yeah. mean, they've accepted me completely. And that, and that comes from a good... You're good still group. part of my family. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Absolutely. Wow. Just like Ellie. Okay. I think where that comes from, that skill comes from, is a good blueprint of, like, manners, etiquette, work ethic. Um, and so then when you do get pissed off or angry, they can come in and, and help you out there, you know? Or when you get sad or something fails or whatever you know you already have that blueprint of character where it's positive like they already know this so and a good friend knows that everybody's human yeah we're all human everybody's got a vulnerability everybody everyone Um, has some sort of weakness so um yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, a little bit of technical difficulties here. <laughs> Yo. Much better. Fireworks go You know what's yeah, really interesting about that? About speech and God and, and the, the logos is that um speech is creative and we're created in the image of god when god speaks it creates things when we speak we articulate things there's a similarity there that's quite fascinating so with kev um definitely with um being able to open up and being able to talk being able to be on this podcast which me and Alex love having him on here. We love it. It's gotten better compared to Kevin and Jacob. Branching out, you know, this is going to lead to a lot of new opportunities. It really is. That's exciting. I met some new people, too. Awesome, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, from Tyson. Oh, through Tyson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to meet people who share those interests. 
there. Kevin yeah, never brought any of his other friends over, and neither did Jacob. It was just them two every once in a while. Just Kevin all the time, and no other friend. Yeah. Yeah, but wow. this branching out, it's really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With that, um, I, I, Tyson mentioned to me some time ago something called the six degrees of separation. I don't know exactly. I haven't got a master on what exactly it is, but for every six people that we meet and branch out with, then they branch out to, to 12 people, and then it, it increases exponentially, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, when I'm speaking to you, you're also probably talked about to your staff about me and that, that the level of trust has been built, and you, their staff probably mentioned me to other people. So this is called six degrees of separation. So with that, um, I'm very aware of that. So what I do and say matters. Everything I say and do matters because I understand that people, somebody's going to be listening. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to be listening. There's going to be some connection somewhere, right? And what's really cool with technology is that it can be from any part of the world. Yeah. Like how I met Michael Pitts from Germany when I was in severe depression in middle school. Yeah. Saved my life for a lot. I haven't talked to him in so many years, but I still have him on a PlayStation. I just keep forgetting to add his Facebooks and he used to tell me how his place would flood all the time and he had to get the water out yeah he lived in the stone house oh, okay yeah so that's like somehow somebody heard about you kevin and they they, they connected with you you know we met i think for a yahoo group chat or did you say it was decades. from again? yahoo group chat through where does he live I forgot Germany. where in Germany, but Germany. Okay. I know he's blonde, short haired, skinny and muscular. He also works for a, a Cali. I'll be good. Pepsi company and bottles. I know that <laughs> about him. Cali, you know where, where my mind was going with that one, <laughs> but I'll be good. <laughs> be good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's funny. Your mind was going there, and mine wasn't even going there. Wow, Alex. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. The bl blonde hair, blue eyed soldier boy, huh? Okay. Yep. Oh, and of uh, Germany, and Germany of all places. You see where I'm going? Okay, I'm yep. not going to say anymore. Well, I'm part German, so yeah, I do like sausages and. Yeah. Ja, du best, du, be, du best becken Sie Deutsch. Yeah. Uh, I did not speak German, but I do um, somewhat pronounce some German if I read it out because I still have that hair in my uh, throat like they ha have. How they speak is yeah. like having I, I, a hairball in your mouth. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I might be bombing the grammar by saying this phrase, but nine Z niche speaking Z Deutsch. I might I may be bombing the gra the hell out of the grammar, but uh, no, otherwise you not you not speak German. German or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I may, I, may, I may be again, I may be bombing the the, <laughs> the grammar. So please in the comment sections, uh, anyone who's in Germany, yeah. Translators. How do you say? How do you say? No, I guess you don't speak in German or something like that. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Kelly? It turns out my biological last name is actually originated in Germany. Oh, oh, okay, Cox. Yeah. No, 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 my biological last name. I probably oh. shouldn't share it right now. Oh, okay, uh, fair enough. But yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really exciting. We're also Irish too. But you know what's weird? They did a uh, a mm, background test, uh, a uh, ethnicity test, 
no German in there. Huh. Okay. That, everyone's born with different genetics from I their ancestors. Yeah. I don't know the accuracy. But I, that, but I took a 23andMe test. Oh, <laughs> I took a 23andMe test, and I found they found zero, no Irish, no Irish. Are you serious? Yeah, it's that zero percent Irish Ireland. Andy uh, and my family like has an like orange beard. Yeah, he was born with it. He grew grows out an orange beard and. Oh, that is so ZZ top. That is so yeah. ZZ top. Yeah, Andy <laughs> has it. It's cool to see him with a bald head and ginger like uh, beard. Uh, so for those of you who don't know who ZZ uh, top is. Come on, I know ZZ Top. Yeah. Oh man. No, um, you know, it actually turns out I have a small percentage percentage of African in me too. I, you know, honestly, I can kind of see that a little bit because of the the, the um. There they are. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. That's what Andy's hair be like. Oh, he hell blew yeah. it out long enough. Oh yeah. So I had um found uh 72% Switzerland. So 72% uh, of my ancestry was was from Switzerland. And you know Maybe that's why I have an affinity for the German and Austrian girls. I don't know, but you know. <laughs> Germans love their beer too. Yeah, that's something oh. kind of cool. Beer, beer fest in so Germany. I have Irish in me, um, Ireland. Um, I have quite a bit. Um, but it turns out the ethnicities I have cause um, my. Uh, uh, I don't know, family to uh to say that most of my ethnicity could have potentially come from slaves. From where? Slaves from different countries. Slaves. Just like Native Americans oh, used to oh, be slaves, slaves and murdered. So my background was a lot consists of slaves. And the cool thing is my fiance's background came from the owners of slaves. So it was really weird. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I get it. The whole dog stuff. Kind of shit. I get it. No wonder, huh? That explains a lot. <laughs> hey, it's DNA. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, and I have an interesting theory about that as to why you know, with my relationship to—I'm not going to mention her by name, but actually, no, I'm, I might as well, right? She's part of the group. She's been a guest on here before too. My relationship to Christine went so well at the time, a few years back, was probably because uh, Christine has a lot of German ancestry within her, right? I have a theory about this, because when I found out I have like 72% Switzerland, as to why chemistry works for some people and it really doesn't for others, there's, I think there's an ancestral element to this. That's what that's I think. Geo, that's geopolitical as well. So, I mean, imagine it, you know, we got people from thousands of years ago from Ger in areas of Germany and areas of Switzerland probably bonded very well. You know, they probably got yeah. together kids, you know, they had like an ancestral link between Germany and Switzerland and Austria, you know, and these different nations as to why I had such chemistry for Christine, because a lot of her DNA, a lot of her ancestral was from Germany and then mine turns out to be from Switzerland. It makes sense. So, so what's what's your DNA background like? Do you know? I never took a DNA test. Well, if you had to guess, what would you think? Well, sometimes I know Native Americans can also be black too. Mm -hmm. I know that. But what I, about you? Deep inside you, um, do you have any you idea about your origins? Like German, uh, you said you have some German in you. I have German, Irish, I'm Native American. 
man, our family history is so because I know the Gellingers are a mix of multiple things, but yeah. I can't really figure it. I just know by what I'm told in The Sims. Kind of funny. Be- kind of funny because um, my mom calls me a mutt because of how di- how how spread out my backgrounds are. I like it. That's interesting to me. Even mine's so spread. I'll tell you this. I am so white that I'm not even Irish. <laughs> The only reason why I'm wise is because I never get out of the house. I really need to tan and get a farmer's tan on, be better yeah. for my skin. You guys are over here talking about being super white, and I'm like, thanks to the uh, little bit of African I have in me. <laughs> well, well <laughs> Hawaiians have darker skin tones, too. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. They do. Ancestry. Because this is a picture of my birth father when he was younger. Yeah, so that, I yeah. see a resemblance. Yeah. I know why. Just he never. I don't think he ever shook the weight. You know, he never really shook that. But uh, yeah. And That's my a- birth mother said that he's got a bit of Native American in him. I think he said uh, Cherokee. Yeah, I definitely see. Yeah, that. certain okay. tribes. So that means I have a bit of Cherokee in me as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what tribe I'm from. I, I guess never really searched it up. I guess that explains why those EVP EVP shielding medallions and those dream catchers work so well on me. Kind of makes sense. Why do you think I like dream catchers? I love them. I want to get me one. I never had one in my room. Yeah, oh, I, know. I, get one. I know exactly where to get one too, and and some good ones. There's a shop at the mall. I forget what it's called, but. Well, remember, we aren't in the same town yet. I know. I'm trying to think of the name. I'm of the used stuff. to Kokomo, Lafayette, in Indianapolis. I've been through Delphi, but that's before they tore that railroad mm-hmm. r- railroad road out. Gotcha. When I was a young kid and a a little bit of a teenager and replace it with the, the Hoosier Highway. We had to go through bumpy roads and we used to go through the back country of town. And oh, I miss those days. So, um, there, there's something that I kind of want to bring up to the audience. Um, this is kind of a small change of topic. Um, so. There, uh, this is a bit of a, you know, self, this is a bit of a help, um, thing for people who are struggling with things that, you know, I've been through. Um, so when I was younger, I was really unruly and chaotic. And I thought that there was, you know, I kept trying to find an escape from, you know, situations that I've been in that sometimes I caused, but sometimes I didn't. And I want people to know that, you know, there is always a light to the end of the tunnel. There's always a light to the end of the tunnel. Just keep pushing on, keep moving forward, and you'll get there. Yes, Clementine, keep moving. There's a famous quote. When you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah. Because I'm used to that. You're going to get out. So that's where I find persistence when persistence is a good thing. Yeah. My mom always told me never give up. And I'm glad I have friends that say the same thing. Absolutely. Compared to Kevin. Hell, there's figures in history that say that. Powerful figures in history who say that. When you're going yeah. through hell, going. I forget who quoted that one. Yeah, uh, but there will always be a light the reason, into that tunnel. And the reason being is what happens when you stop in hell. You stay there. And I've been through so much. Technically, I have. Family, I shouldn't be alive hell, right now. Hell, you know, and you can get, once you get through hell, but you also can get out, know to get out of it. I guess metaphorically speaking, you can kind of go back into the roots of your own shadow and your own hell 
to rediscover new things about you and other people. So when you're at the point where you're out of hell for so long, you've made it, you know, you've already been through the, 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 the trauma on the ship where then sometimes you can actually voluntarily, by the way, hopefully voluntarily, right? You'd rather go over there voluntarily than involuntary back to hell. But when you go back into delve into what's causing the shadow uh, or what's causing, you can go actually go back into the hell and extract basically the pot of gold from the dragon of chaos. You know, you can, you, that's potentially could happen. I'm speaking metaphorically, yeah. but when, like, I planned on going to the old Madison Center place, right? I had to mention this to Cali. You said it's Oakland now? Yes. I was I was planning on heading over there pretty soon to um and I don't know if I should. I'm a little scared afraid to. And Callie, you know, you know me, there's not many things that that scare me. Like you're like you're probably surprised at this. You're like, Alex, wait, you scared you scared to do this kind of thing? You know. No? Okay. Mm -mm. You get I've it. Done well enough. You get it. You've had a little, little afraid to do it, but I know background. I, um, I really believe that if I do that, then I will actually extract something out of that worth worth it, very worthy of, of my time. So it's kind of well, like I'm always doing me. Um, talking about going to Gary, Indiana. It's the same thing. Yeah, we mentioned that before too. Uh, just let me know if you still want to want to do that. Then we could just hop, hop, put it to the beach sometime, right? We can just go back from Gary, Indiana, and have a good time at the beach, you know, to get my off of it. But yeah, that'd be definitely a, um, a transformative experience. Definitely, that'd be Michael Jackson yeah. was born be there. Voluntarily going back to hell to extract something from it—the pot of gold from the dragon of chaos. Now there are some instances where. The dragon of chaos eats you you're not ready to go back into that yet then so if you're not ready to go back we're not going back but um it takes a tremendous well, amount of growth to be ready for that so well, never rush yourself not a time yeah They'll, never a of, rush a lot of time and time is we got time coming so yeah i also want to mention another thing is um you know everyone has their own demons everyone has their own shadows um there there are probably people out there you know who are going to say like you know i've never experienced what you've experienced but at the same time you also got to remember that they are experiencing something completely different too everyone has their own demons. Uh, yeah everyone, everyone has, has their own demons Whenever somebody tells me, well, you don't understand me, man. Like, you don't know what I'm, you don't know what I'm, what I'm going through. And then I'll say to them, actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, I do. I do. I, I, I get what you're saying. You have your own version of it, though. It's different to mine. But everybody has their own version of, of that. Some people yeah, are just better at hiding it. Some people are better at hiding it. You know, mm -hmm. and there's, yeah. What's up, Callie? So um, that actually brings me back to one of, actually my closest friend here um, where I'm residing. Um, I'm not able to say any names. Um, but anyway, um, he told me a bunch of times, you don't know what I'm going through. You, you don't get it. You don't understand. And I had intentionally not opened up to him about things that were going on in my life because he's already struggling but when he did when i finally did he was like whoa so you really actually do understand and he said you know i've always believed you know there are people out there who had it worse than me and you have it worse than me and i told him that that's not how you that's not how you need to look at it you know it's not who has it worse is it just a different each of every different. struggle you go through it affects people differently so what may be something simple to someone could be devastating to someone else don't right. don't right and what, be, and what could be a, a devastating thing may be the most valuable lesson for somebody else like god i wish that yeah. happened to me i you mean know? i feel like, like the world should you know stop uh measuring 
and understand that everyone has shadows and demons. Mm-hmm. Everyone. It's not yeah. about who has it less, who has it worse. Everyone on life struggles. And, and that's the beauty about time, the span of time. It's infinite. Well, the span of time is infinite, but the way that we live our lives and we respond to things, um, we don't know. We don't know where so, who someone is struggling, where they're going to be seven years from now. We don't know. So when somebody is struggling, where you, they, they tell you that you don't know what I'm going through, the dichotomy of that is you really don't. You don't know the specifics of what he's going through, right? You really don't. So you can't really assume this that. The mind. Yeah, you can't assume mm-hmm. that. But you know what it's like to go through a trial like that. You know, you, you, you get it. You get the feeling. Yeah. You get the feeling, but you don't know what it is that they're going through. Yeah. My thing is just the comparison. Like, oh, you're, well, like, for example, say someone well, wakes Compare yourself up, to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Yeah. So let's say someone wakes up with night terrors every night, screaming their head off. And let's say someone else, you know, has depression. Mm-hmm. You, you can't compare the two. You mm-hmm. can't you can't say no. the person with night terrors is worse. Because you don't know what they're going through. Right. And yeah. that's, you really can't. That's actually, it's funny you mention that because I can't even logically, logically figure that one out. Like, how are they? They're not. So you can't really compare them. Both are pretty. No. Both, we understand that both are pretty kind of a suck situation to be in. We get that. So we know what that's like, but we don't know the specifics of the two. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think the same is true when something is going right, I think, too. Like, um, there's a lot of, you know, I get asked questions about. She raised um, her hand, Alex. Yeah, one second, Callie. Yeah, yeah. I get asked like questions about um, because having owning a house and and gone so far up where a lot of things went right, you know, there are some questions that I'm asked about this that I can't, I don't have the answer to because um, they ask me like, how did you do it? How did you do it? Like, how did you get? here to where you're at man how like how is it you have a house and you got all this stuff going on you're so lucky and these are questions that i can't answer because i actually can't make the i don't know the specifics of what someone is is going to be doing but i do know this that whatever it is they're going to grow from it either way they're either going to grow or they're going to die from it right you're either growing or either dying there's no real there's really no stagnation so I do know this. Um, I'll, I'll bet you, because the, the woman that asked me the question, I'll bet you her son, seven years from now, I might be asking him some questions on how the fuck did you do this, man? <laughs> you know? So we really don't know. All right, go ahead, Callie. So um, that's kind of like, you know, I am going through some uh, family-related issues right now. Um, and... I'm doing things, you know, that I see, like, are in my best interest, like, things that would make me happy, and, you know, the things that are, that I'm fighting for, um, you know, my parents, they, they don't see it that way, they don't see that happiness, they don't see that fight for freedom, they don't see it the same way, so just like what you're saying is one person's happiness could be someone else's chaos, you, you never know. You can't. You can't compare. You no, can't. it's so different one day to the next. The only thing I think each person really should compare it to is themselves. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, um, like okay, Callie, how do you build these websites, Callie? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I mean, the only thing I think the only thing that I've built so far was I designed a plane on a on a on a simulator. I designed I designed an airplane one time or seven years ago, you know, but 
Well, then again, you know, again, that was seven years ago, right? So where I was making, creating stuff on a computer seven years ago is not me today. So, you know, Callie, like, uh, you know, there's something about time where you really can't make that comparison, like, at all. It's completely random, the way that the time, the way that time works. Because I can't tell you how I actually designed that plane right now. Like, I can't. I know the program that I used was, oh, X-Plane 9, by the way. I want to promote a little, little uh, flight simulator. I think X-Plane 9 and X-Plane 10 have Plane Maker. So I might uh, delve back into this sometime, but I just don't have time. And I joined the Microsoft Flight Simulator Insider Program. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. The skill sets that I have right now that are being compared is going to be different later on. Like, you know. Um, so the best comparison to make is with ourselves before and after. But then we got to aim. I, I, I like I like to aim to satisfy my future self. Like I like to aim to satisfy. Like tonight I'm gonna get a full night's rest. I'm gonna take a shot of my melatonin and get to sleep because. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotta go. All right. So Callie will be back uh, in a few short moments. She's gonna take a short break, and we'll be yeah. back soon. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! Woo! Knocked my TV off its stand. Ugh. Oops. It's all right. It's all right? All right, cool. Good. Nice. <laughs> this is going awesome so far, Kevin. I, I'm so glad that we're back on back on track with the podcast, man. Uh, this is so much fun to talk way more. It's great. We're there's something about the freedom of speech, you know, and the art of speaking. If it, crazy on it, it's awesome. Yeah, makes me feel like a radio host. <laughs> you are, or actually, we're doing something even better than radio. Because radio yeah. has come out of bandwidth, you know, got advertisements and stuff, you know, right? Yeah. What's cool about YouTube is that. We have no bandwidth restriction, right? None. So we could do this for a few hours without yeah. like interruptions and having to say certain things a certain way. And we still got a level of freedom of speech that's different to radio. So we're doing yeah. better than radio. Yeah. Not to cut as much as compared to radio. Short yeah. uh, songs and overlapping. The radio evolved. It's kind of how a lizard became a T-Rex in technologically speaking, you know. Yeah. We're actually now we're 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 becoming the T-Rex of like radio, right? We're podcasting. Yeah. It's evolved into what it is now. You know, we got figures like oh. Joe Rogan and uh Jocko Willink who created their own. This is better than radio. Sorry, quick uh, break. Um, oh, we were just chatting. <laughs> we were just talking about how, like, his yeah. radio is right now. Kevin's so glad that he's speaking. He's, <laughs> and, and he's saying this is like being a radio host. And I, I, this is better than radio. It's, yeah. The thing is, with pod, it's radio evolved. Because radio, yeah, yeah. Pod, dude, like, we're, we're just good to be back. Yeah. They didn't have podcasting back in those days. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day well, before Netflix, that we're you know, watching VHS tapes on a ship, you know, we're like, yeah. nobody, nobody cares, you know, back, back in the day. Another thing I want to talk about is confidence. Uh, having confidence. So confidence huh. says a lot. I mean, so I, I'm going through something right now um, legally, and um, I'm, I have a lot of confidence that I'm going to win this battle that I'm fighting, and if I had all this self-doubt and all this negative thoughts about it, I wouldn't be anywhere close to getting this battle finished. 
confidence is a big deal. And it's the same thing with people seeking relationships with people. This is something yeah. me and Alex were talking about the other day. That um, when you have someone that you're nervous to talk to, that you that you want to, you know, get together with, or even just to chat or ask for their phone number, you have to have confidence. That is one of the biggest things that people look up to is confidence. Yep. Yeah. I've always had trouble with that. I always shied away from everything. A lot of people do. Yep. Yeah. You know, this is one of the, like, I am, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, if the audience doesn't know, like, I, when it comes to, like, physical altercations, if somebody wants to fight me, I am a, I will admit, I am a straight-up pussy. But if I can argue my way out, like, if I can talk and speak, it's like, hey, man, I don't want any trouble. Then I can, like, almost, like, talk my way out of it where my hand, I know to put my hands here, like, non-aggressive style. We're going to de-escalate this now. Like, if you got a problem with me, let's talk about it. That's why I tried to no, say, hang I on. Have I have that level. First grab I have that level of confidence, but if someone's going to ch- charge in, first off, I'm probably going to, you know, boot them and then boogie out of there, right? <laughs> I'm not going to stay around there for long, right? So I don't, I don't have this, I don't have the confidence to physically submit somebody. I can't, I can't be a cop, you know, or, or a, a military because I don't know. I don't know the skill sets, but man, I want to. But when it comes to an argument, I'm pretty confident that. Not only can I win the argument, but I can actually win the war, not the battle, but the war. So, like, if somebody's argue, like, my my significant other argues with me about something, one of the ways, one of the things that I'll do is because I, part of this is because I have a much broader vocabulary than she does. I can articulate my speech very, very differently from different references, much more references than she can, right? So when she's arguing with me about a point that she's trying to make, I will strengthen her argument first. I'll I'll actually add on, articulate her ar- argument to be vague and foggy and then make it even stronger. Where, mm-hmm. and then I can piece it apart where I was like, and then we can actually get to almost talking about it in a deep conversation. We're arguing, but it, it it's like it's constructive it is a deep argument keep the conversation that we're having but it couldn't happen because i'm not looking to win the argument i'm looking to extract information that we can both extract information from out of this this particular argument how can we solve the problem instead of winning the argument i'm trying to win what the problem is <laughs> yeah and yeah so I have that a level of confidence that allows me to do that where I can. So if someone's making a point, if, or even if I'm making a point about to somebody else, I'm open to what they're saying because I assume that I'm listen what I listen to a person that I'm arguing with, that they might know something that I don't. Me too. Kind of, I... a, powerful, kind of a powerful weapon then because then I can receive the information and break down the detail of their argument too so then i got then when i speak when i eventually listen to what they said and i speak i got both my uh, intel and their intel at the same time so i could potentially wall up somebody in the argument if i wanted to but i don't so that's almost like the phrase of the meek shall inherit the world i'd rather be the meek so having the weapons but but keep them sheathed you know me too we just talking about that last night mm. Oh yeah, we were, we were, weren't we? Don't go off half. And Callie, you helped me solve um, something about that, man. Like it, it was very helpful. So, I appreciate that. You want to share some of it? Help me articulate what it was, because I again talk my memory again. What, 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 what was it? Again, part of this is memory loss. Uh, you definitely solved. What was it? Cause I... We were talking about, um, you know, uh, the being able to, you know, whether we want revenge on someone versus whether we want to let them grow and forgive them. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vendettas versus forgiveness. Mercy versus no mercy. 
Oh, I remember now. We, but no, this is when I was on my way back from, from the beach. Where you were talking to me about that I have a choice when I'm listening. That's what it was. When I'm talking to somebody, got it. When I'm talking to somebody that's on a different vibrational level than I am, where they're either younger or just younger, like they can't talk on my level. One of my friends has got this problem where, where we won't, we're not talking on the same vibrational level. He's joking around. He is just being a, being a clown. And I'm talking like normally. I'm talking, you know, serious, but I'm somebody playing with it. But, and um, I have two choices. Either I can crush, basically crush him, right? I control him too. Callie, what was it that you said where you might be, there might be some insecurities there where yes. um, why that's happening? That where he's trolling, so he's give kind a little of trolling bit of background information. So he, Alex explained to me like there has been a little bit of trolling, he's been joking around, and Alex has improved so much in his life that I told him that what's going on with the trolling and that stuff is that there are insecurities there. And it's not just normal insecurities that he's hiding. There are insecurities that are directly related to Alex. And I told him that, you know, years ago, Alex used to look up to look up at people and wonder, how are you doing this? Mm. How are you doing what I can't do? And it, it's the same way, just reversed with someone else looking up to Alex. Because my, my conversations would be getting trolled. It'd be just trolling. It's almost like you get a YouTuber who's like, or sorry, you get like someone in a concert, you get someone who's heckling, right? Yeah. They're, they're trolling it. So I get this every now and then, this guy. And I have two choices. And what the path that I choose, I kind of just breathe. I'm like, and I shut up. Like, I don't continue wasting my words on on. on conversing in the same vibration level and then sometimes i'll even come down to his vibration level and kind of troll him back a little bit make a little bit of little bit of comedy there a little bit of rustic mm -hmm. comedy and then he kind of comes back up again and then we're we're, we're we're good you know we're actually speaking on on the same but sometimes i'll troll him back with a witty a witty comeback where he's not paying attention i'm like all right you know i know you're not paying attention but i don't i don't go there I almost like take a breath where i shut up and I, I processed what it was that he was trolling. And I said, that kind of you young ass, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you young, young buck, you know, and I, I'll go there. Right. So I have two choices. Either I can shut up and let it hang and let him kind of. And when that happens, when I don't say anything after that, when I don't troll him. He's like, he's like, yeah. He kind of realized that that was kind of young. <laughs> uh -huh. Different vibrational levels, you know. Anyway, but I have two choices. I can either um, troll him back, or you know. And I like how Callie pointed out that that comes from a little bit of a little bit of insecurity, or maybe even yeah, because I used to do this to Tommy back in the back in the back in the day. Back in the day. High school level, you know, I was such a beta boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and I remember I used to troll people like this, too. Um, Tommy was one of them. And it's funny because looking back, um, I guess you could say I did it a little bit nervously. But, um, yeah, I'd be trolling him, you know, a little bit. <laughs> because, you know, there was insecurities there at the time. I, I did not like it, you know. Um, I think the difference between my buddy and me from my younger years is that difference with him is that he's a lot better at hiding the insecurities. Like he can joke about it. You know, he has that skill set of making a joke of it. I'm very impressed by that, by the way. <laughs> um, because it's a good speaking strategy. It builds, it builds rapport, you know, it builds reputation. Uh-huh. But I see through it, like Callie was saying. I see the insecurity. Um, and then uh, yesterday we were also speaking when I was at the fireworks show um, about uh, you know we have the choice whether we want revenge on someone 
and whether we want harm to come their way versus, you know. That's what it was. About the difference between wishing harm upon somebody and being a good person, yet being harmful. Being uh, Yeah, so go ahead, Callie. I remember this. So I uh, explained to you that you asked me, um, you know, should I grow from this? Should I, um, from your viewpoint of, you know, wishing that, you know, certain harm come to some people that, you know, deserve it. You know, that have done really bad things to you. And um, I explained to you that, um, you know, I the way I go about it with me, I'm the exact opposite. You know, I'm the one that if you learn from it and you and you are able to move past it and never do it again, I'm going to forgive you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. I was raped when I was younger. And if they learn from it and never did it again, I'd forgive them. Mm-hmm. You know? That's powerful. Be clear. I, I would forgive them. But the thing is, like, there's also a downside to both of those viewpoints. Now, your side is the lack of the uh, compassion. And my downside is that I will be walked all over for that. So the way I look at it is, why not have both? Have those weapons ready, like, you can, ready to use but decide if you want to use them or not. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that goes back to the phrase, the meek shall inherit the world. And what I said to you, Callie, is because you you have this confidence, but you also have the weapons to, to bear on completely walloping somebody and freeing yourself from what it is that you're going through. To, but to be a good person, you have to also be harmful. Good does not mean harmless. There's going to be people that are going to get hurt by this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but you're doing it to, for the positive benefit of you and everyone around you. So, well, those that are getting hurt by it, it's like, and your growth and those that are getting hurt by it. Well, you know. Um, so, I'll start training thought. Sorry. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I know. Oh, and you, I mentioned to you, Callie, you are going to inherit your world. You are, because you have the weapons to bear. You are using them to an extent, and you got the confidence to wield them. Your your speech, and you're and your speaking the truth, by the way, as long as it's grounded in, in the truth. Even if it may come across as a little ungrateful at times, but it's true. If it's as long as it's grounded in honesty and truth... That weapon's going to be your best ally. Um, so, um, to be a good person does not mean being harmless. It actually means that you have the capacity to harm, which you do, Callie. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to keep you isolated and cooped up for the life of me. Like I would not stand in your way for that. You know. If if there's something that you want now, I expect you to go up and get it. Like I don't expect somebody to do it for you. That's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want something, a goal or whatever, a job, unfortunately, what you've got going on is that they're not letting you do this because they're not letting you apply for jobs and keep them. That's kind of sad, okay? Because they're afraid of the weapons that you that you have to bear, right? So. That's actually not good. You know, that, that's kind of strange. I, I find that strange um, because yeah. I come from a place that I've already made it with my freedom. I wouldn't stand in your way for shit. Like if you want to go to apply for a job to work and keep it and you were and you do something, if that's what you want, I'm not going to get in your way. Um, but I'm also not going to. Um, I, I know I won't. But I'm also not going to um, you to expect me to to transport you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you, what's really cool about this is, Callie, that you get that. You understand the difference. And it's so cool. That's very mature of you. Um, you have the weapons to bear, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't stand in the way of that. 
the only the only time that I would stand in the way of it is if I know if it's going to lead in a downward downward spiral position. So that's why um, should I mention the whole family thing or like starting up your own thing or no? Uh, you can. Okay. Okay. Well, that okay about you and 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 having potential. Okay. Um, one of the things that I mentioned about that is that I'm actually against Callie starting her family naturally. Um, because I see that I will stand in your way on a little bit. Because I understand for one genetics, you know, I, I get it. Your kids are going to have a lot. I'm sorry, I don't know this right, but I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty certain with 80% accuracy that your kids are going to have problems beyond your belief, right? Because of genetics and because of your your biological makeup. And I'm not going to mention his name, but your, your other partner, right? So that's one of the things that I, I will stand in your way on a little bit. I, and you understand. Um, but also having explained my reasoning behind and my rational behind the reason why I'm standing in the way of this one hopefully helps you. That's the only way, that's the only time that I would, I guess you can say, get in the way of somebody's freedom if, if I know it's going to have a lot of problems and like it's going to wind up a, a possible terrible outcome. I will definitely stop you and give you a whack on the back of the head and say, hey, you know what, wake up, don't do it, <laughs> please, you know. But that's pretty much it. Um, and then again, I also know I could be wrong, but, you know, highly like if you do this naturally, I would not recommend, I'd recommend um, you either therapy or you become like a big sister or something or you know what I'm saying like therapeutic you helping younger kids that you're taking them places and you or you know adoption if you can afford it and if you even you and, and can get your life squared away we can actually have um a foundation for a family like that um and go for that but not naturally no I'm against that but there's a reason for it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we've officially hit an hour. Yeah. Going awesome. So, it's going to be back to the grind tomorrow. I got, uh, what is it today? The 5th? Yes. Yeah, the 5th. So, tomorrow, um, I'm going back to the fair. And uh, after work, so I'm gonna try and sandwich in tomorrow. After work, going to going to the fair. Get the. <laughs> I remember going to the 4-H fairs. That's where that's where we're going. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were just there today, actually. Um, Christine and I. I liked it, the throwing the pong balls into the fishes and getting fishes to put into a fish tank. Oh, I remember that game. I love doing that. And yeah. I also almost try I also wanted to try and win a rabbit. I always wanted a pet rabbit. <laughs> I had a pet goldfish that lasted 17 years. He outlived our cat. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He outlived yeah. the cat. Yeah, they can. You mm -hmm. you take good care of them, they'll last forever. Just like my how we do with Sarah. Yeah, my, my middle school dog. teacher on the other hand. She's a fish killer. She'd get these little, like, little colonies of, like, little fish, goldfish, and she'd put them in the tank. I want to say a month later, they'd be gone. Yeah. They need, if you have a school, spending getting these little feeder fish to go around and another month or two, they're gone, right? I know I told about the suckers. About, I told my teacher about my fish. I still had it like the second year I was in like middle school. And she's like, you still have that fish? What are you doing? She asked me, how how is this happening, right? <laughs> so she was like, God, he's still alive? I was like, yeah. I finally told her what we did. We used distilled water instead of um, spring or tap water. Yeah, 
That's where Miss Tag was going wrong. She was using the water from the school. You know how much uh, ca- calcium and chlorine and shit is in that water? Yeah, that would kill them easily. They need yeah. to still the water. Or some kind of filtration device or pH level balancer or something. Right? Yeah, you need to always check that too. Yeah, distilled water is a little bit more expensive, but yeah. it's yeah. less work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've taken care of thousands of ish. I will. I think we're gonna go ahead and conclude this, okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Callie Kekua Weaver again. Um, uh, with um, oh. Oh, how do I? With one, uh, there one we go. more thing. Sorry. I love the name, by the way. I want to do real quick the Haka. Before we go, all right, real quick, I want to do the Haka. How, how do you pronounce the name again? Kali Ka, what is it? Kekua. Kali Kekua Cox. Hey. Weaver. Kali Kekua Weaver. Thank you. Kali Kekua Weaver. Hey. Kamateka, Mateka, Uraka, Uraka, Mateka, Mateka, Uraka, 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 Derived from the Hawaiian name uh, Keikoa, which means warrior, and also Kokua, which means um, to help. Yep. And My so real name is Patrick. Like and Patrick Star was a was called a haka. For those who don't know. Um, a haka is uh, is a Maori. It's New Zealand song that New Zealand warriors will sing before a fight. Get them hyped up. The black t- the black t shirts. Uh, New Zealand rugby team sings it before every match. So I thought I thought I'd celebrate um, Callie's free free. She freeing herself up with this name change, you know. So I figured I'll sing the haka for you for for the for the audience here. So. Thank you. You're welcome. Again, this is Callie Kekua Weaver at uh, Thoughts at Midnight Talk Show. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night. Have it. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and we shall see good you thoughts. in the next week. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>